available at phumc.com kids. To help stay engaged in the daily life of the church, be sure to follow us on social media. Again, we are glad you chose to worship with us today. We hope you enjoy worship. Welcome. We are glad that you are here. Please stand as you are able and let's worship together.
let's continue to sing this morning.
Amen. Before you grab a seat, turn to someone around you and welcome them to church this morning. can go ahead and grab a seat. It is such a joy to be with you in worship this morning. My name is Kathleen McMurray. I am one of the pastors here and I am thankful for your presence today. Whether you are joining with us in person or whether you are joining with us online, we're so thankful that you are a part of our family of faith here at Pulaski Heights today. We know that as you come into this worship space today, whether it is in a chair in this room or whether it is in your own homes, that as you come into worship, we are in different places, not only physically, but in different places on our faith journeys, different places in our lives. And so whether coming to worship today took a lot of courage, because <laughs> it's really hard, or whether it is a joy to be here this morning, no matter where we are, God meets us exactly there. And we are welcome in this space exactly as we are. One of the ways that we support each other in our journeys of faith is through prayer. And we want to be a congregation that prays with you and that prays for you. And so if you have a prayer request that you would like to make known to our church, you can submit it online at phumc.com prayer. Um, you can also, if you are in person, grab a prayer card in the backs of the seats in front of you and drop those either in the offering baskets or in the prayer box in the back of the worship space. But we're gonna take a moment and lift our voices in prayer. In this time of silence, you're invited to voice your prayers aloud, saying them loudly or quietly, knowing that God hears us no matter what. Um, I will then lead us in prayers for our community and our world, and then we will join our voices together in the Lord's Prayer. So now I invite us all in this place, wherever we are in our journeys in life, to take a deep breath to bring before God and before one another the prayers that are on our hearts. Safe travels. Sterby in the ICU. Holy one of our days and our nights, of sinners and saints, of the right and the left, and everything and everyone between and beyond, we are so grateful for your presence that abides in every corner of our living. You reside quietly in the loneliest places in our hearts. You grieve with us in our devastations, our losses, our fears. You journey with us in our celebrations, our defeats, and even in the monotony of our days. You delight in us and you love us and we give you thanks. We pray today that we will live in that love and delight knowing that as we sink into you, we might become more like you, wanting life and grace for this world and all peoples and creatures that live upon it. God, on this All Saints Sunday, we particularly pray for those who are grieving this day. For the families of Peggy Mize, Corey Herndon, Ray Rogers, and others, God, today that are grieving, we, we pray that you will wrap them in your arms of comfort and give them strength for this difficult journey ahead. We pray, God, for those that are sick in body, mind, and spirit, for George McLeod and Tony Ellis, 
And for all who are struggling and suffering and seeking hope and healing, God, we pray that you will be with them in their journeys towards healing. God, we pray for this world, for the places and precious people who are striving to recover from storms and tornadoes, from floods and raging fires. We pray for peace among nations and we pray that you will make us instruments of that peace. But God, even in the midst of a world that struggles and suffers, we still see signs of new life and new hope and new birth. We give you thanks today for the births of Simon Randall White and Shepherd Benjamin Riles and for the baptisms of Annie and Tag Green. God, children can be such a amazing sense of your presence and sense of the new life that you offer. And so God, we pray for our children and youth, all of our students, that they can be surrounded by your protection and also be challenged to be all of who you have created them to be. God, we give you thanks for the church, for our place in this church and that people can find a place in your church. We give you thanks for our new members, Preston Davis, Nancy Hammersla, Harrison Parsons and Hannah Bell Friday. And for our new Bishop, Laura Merrill, appointed this week to serve in our conference of the United Methodist Church, God, we pray that she may lead and that we, your church, may follow in your ways as the clouds of witnesses who have gone before. We give you thanks today, God, for all the saints in our lives, those who are living and those of blessed memory. And we pray all of this for love's sake, in the name of the one who is love, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. My name is Jay Clark. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And as our ushers prepare to come forward to take our morning offering, uh, we usually do uh, a whole thing about because you give, to let you know where your money is going when you give to Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. But it being All Saints Sunday, it's also appropriate to remember because you gave. Because in the history of Pulaski Heights, it's 110 years old, there have been many saints to go on before us that have laid the groundwork of not only our physical footprint, but also the ministries and the mission that we stand so strongly for. So because you give and because they gave, we can go into the next hundred years strong and, and spreading the word of God and the, being the face of Christ, not only to this community, but throughout the world. Let us go to God in prayer. God of all generations, as we worship you today, we offer our whole selves to you. All that we have and all that we are, like your saints who have gone before us, we pray that you will help us be bold in our mission and in our witness 
May we who have been given so much give freely, ministering in your compassion to the multitudes near to us and far from us, so that one day we may stand amidst the multitude that gathers at your heavenly throne. We pray all of this in the name of our Savior and Redeemer, Christ the Lord. Amen. You get 
you to remain standing as you are able as we read God's word together today that comes to us on this All Saints Sunday from the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and immediately preceding this very short scripture um, it is a whole chapter that is filled with stories about the saints of the church. It's filled with stories about Abraham and Noah and Moses and Deborah and Sarah and Hagar about all of these people that have come before and about their faith that can guide us as we seek to be faithful people. Um, and so that is where we find ourselves in the letter to the Hebrews this morning. Let us receive these words together. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Y'all can grab a seat. And I invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer this morning. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So my dad's family is part of the Catholic church tradition. And my grandmother, 
for whom I am named, um, has been a very devout Catholic all of her life. Um, Grandma McMurray, uh, known to us as Mama, um, was a beloved Catholic. She would go to pray in the chapel on a regular basis, and she also cared a lot about the Catholic saints. Throughout her house, there were a number of different medals and necklaces and cards um, inviting the saints of the church to be a part of our lives. She gave my parents a little Saint Joseph a statue to bury in the yard when they were having trouble selling the house because Saint Joseph is the patron saint of homes. And whenever she would lose her glasses, which was quite frequently, she would pray or invite Saint Anthony into the picture and invite Saint Anthony to pray for her because he was the patron saint of lost things. Um, And so we had a very good relationship with these saints. But That's the Roman Catholic understanding of saints that are canonized, that are um, declared saints um, by the church institution. And so I began to wonder every year in the Methodist church, we also have this All Saints Day. What is that that we are honoring or remembering? What are the saints to us? Well, according to the letter from the Hebrews, they are the great cloud of witnesses. As the author of the Hebrews is writing to these early Christians, trying to share with them how they are to interact with and live this life of faith, he compares it to something that they were very familiar with and something that a lot of us are familiar with, a sports arena. Um, He talks about running this race in this arena. And the great cloud of witnesses, all of those spectators that watch the race. But he says, the the reason why you are running this race, never forget, is that you are to keep focused on Jesus. Focused on the reason why you're running that race, and that is the end goal. That's what you're racing towards in that track meet of life. But sometimes running that race of life with perseverance is a little bit more difficult than at other times. Perhaps it is because when we think of the track of our lives, we want it to look like this. The light is ahead. All is well, it is perfectly straight and perfectly aligned, and we know exactly where and what we are supposed to be doing. But life usually ends up looking a little bit more like this, with potholes, with divots, with dirt that when you try and run will gather behind you. Perhaps you might slip and fall. Perhaps there are animals along the way that will come out to challenge that race that you are trying to run. There will be times along this road where you will be scared, where you will be hurt, where you will be tired, and where you will doubt that you can continue on. But that's 
where Jesus comes in. Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, has run this race before. He has been in the dips and divots. He has experienced the mud slung. He has felt abandoned and neglected. He has felt our hurt and our pain. He has run this race before, and he is here for us when we need a little extra help as we seek to go down this difficult road of life. But Jesus isn't the only one that has run this race before. So have the witnesses that are gathered. The witnesses gathered in the arena watching what is going on. The saints. But these witnesses that are gathered are not just any witnesses. They're not like me when I watch football games and yell angrily at the TV, thinking that I know exactly how we should be playing and exactly the choices that we should be making, despite the fact that I have never played an answer of football in my life. These are not what Brene Brown terms witnesses in the cheap seats. Those people that are there to tear us down, to complain, to ruin our self-confidence and disempower us. No, the witnesses that have gathered this great cloud of witnesses about which the author of Hebrews is speaking are there to empower to encourage, to lift up, because they have been in that arena before. They have walked the dirty roads of this life before, and they can offer us help when we need it. Derek Redmond is a Brit retired British sprinter, and during his career, he set all sorts of world championship records. He won gold medals at the world championships um, and set the British record for the 400-meter sprint. Um, and he won some European championships as well. But what Derek Redmond is most known for is a race he ran in the 1992 Olympics that was a little bit more challenging. A race where his dad was in the seats bearing witness when he needed a little bit of extra help. Let's take a look.
His father came out of the stands and he lent a hand, literally taking him on his back to help walk him to the finish line. But not only that, as his father carries him along, he shoves past and shoves out of the way those that would seek to destroy that path. Those who told his son to stop running, to stop with the perseverance. Those are the witnesses. Those are the saints that offer us support that are voices of empowerment rather than disempowerment, that enable us to believe that we can run with perseverance, that divoted, dirty, sometimes really challenging road of faith and life. We give thanks for those witnesses today, whether they are witnesses that can still physically be there for us, and help us to the finish line, or whether they are no longer physically here, but the light and the love that they shared and that we carry with us still reminds us that we can persevere in life and in faith. James C. Howell wrote that saints do not possess an extra layer of muscle. They're not taller, and they do not sport superior IQs. They're not richer, and their parents are not more clever than yours or mine. They have no bat-like perception that enables them to fly in the dark. They are flesh and blood, just like you and me, no stronger, no more intelligent, and that is the point. They simply offer themselves to God, knowing that they are not elite, fully cognizant that they are inadequate to the task, that their abilities are limited and fallible. We don't honor and remember our saints, the witnesses of our faith that help us because they were perfect. We don't remember them and give thanks for them because they were superhuman, but because they were humans who kept their eye on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, and that they ran with perseverance. And their perseverance and their faith that was witnessed to by others can be a faith that leads us on. I want you to take a moment and think about those who are the saints in your lives. Not necessarily people that are superhuman, but that those that offer themselves to God, those whose light and love lead you on. For me, I think of Miss Bequita Gray, who was part of the church choir when I was growing up. And I knew Miss Bequita as an incredibly generous, incredibly wonderful and joyous woman whose light was experienced by all. And as a kid, I didn't know until many years later, but Miss Bequita on Christmas one year had lost her husband and her two young children to a house fire. But somehow she came out of that mud and that muck and persevered. 
And she was able to be a light of that perseverance for others. Today in our children's packs, all of our children received a little candle that they can turn on and take with them as they go home. Um, there'll be a time for us to light candles later on in our service. Yes, I see you waving it. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited that our children have these candles to take with them as a reminder that there are those people that light up our lives and that even when they are not physically there with us, their light can continue to influence our lives. Nadia Boltz Weber in her sermon for All Saints Sunday, Small Acts of Love, said, what we celebrate on All Saints is not the superhuman faith and power of a select few, but it is God's ability to use flawed people to do divine things. We celebrate all on whom God has acted in baptism, sealing them, as Ephesians said, with the mark of the promised Holy Spirit. We celebrate the fact that God creates faith in God's people and those people through ordinary acts of love bring the kingdom of heaven closer to earth. We celebrate that we have in all of those who have gone before us what St. Paul calls such a great cloud of witnesses and that the faithful departed are as much of the body of Christ as we are. Bringing heaven closer to earth through small acts of love. If you think about those that you give thanks for on this All Saints Sunday, those who have been a part of your life, I am sure that you can think of those moments where it felt like heaven was brought just a little bit closer to earth, where love was experienced just a little bit more palpably in that moment because of love shared. A number of theologians call this concept of bringing heaven to earth the thin space. That there, is, there are moments in our lives where we experience that cloud of witnesses that are with us. Where we experience God in more powerful and palpable ways that it, it gets at us really powerfully. I love this picture from Elizabeth Wang of radiant light, that, that image there of the thin, the thin line of, of that heaven coming down to earth that we can feel. And one of the ways we do that is at the communion table. The communion table that in the Methodist tradition is called the Great Thanksgiving. As we give thanks for what it means to be the people of God, for Christ's presence and the presence of all those who follow Christ with us in the spirit of God as God's spirit is present with us at the communion table. We give thanks for that today. We give thanks for those who have gone before because in their witnessing and in our witnessing, when the spirit of Christ is with us, heaven indeed is brought more close to earth. So today, with abundant gratitude, 
as we find ourselves on roads of life that are more difficult than we would have them be. Let us give thanks for those witnesses, those saints that have run that race before us. And let us give thanks for Christ who has run that race before us and who offers us a faith that can enable and empower us to persevere. And through that perseverance and through that faith, see glimpses of heaven coming closer to earth. Let us pray. God, in this time today, on this All Saints Day, I pray that your presence may be felt by those gathered here. That as we give thanks for our saints and the light and the love that they give us, that we carry with us, God, that through that light and love, we may feel your presence and we may be able to better run with perseverance your race. One, run with perseverance, a life of faith. And participate with you and with this great cloud of witnesses in your work of bringing heaven to earth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today as we celebrate All Saints Sunday, we gather around this table to remember to remember those who have gone before us, to remember those who grieve, to remember how often we fail to live into the peace of God in which this table invites us. And so let us unite our voices together as those seeking the peace of God. And you'll see your response on the screen. Everlasting God, throughout time, you have called your people to yourself, and today we remember. Beloved God, who is known to our mothers and fathers, who worked through the imperfect saints, empowered with your purpose, we confess that you, that we too are imperfect, that when you urge us to love our neighbor, we question their worthiness that when you urge us to seek peace, we yearn for vengeance. We destroy your planet and seek to serve ourselves. Your church has often failed at perfection, but in your grace has still participated in your transformation. So we pray, along with all of your saints, that you will transform us at this table and for this table, and send us from this table as servants of your righteousness by the power of your Son, our Lord. Amen. We come to this table not because we ourselves are so good, but because at this table we are reminded not of our failings, but of our possibilities as we are forgiven in Christ. We come to this table not because the table itself is so special, but because it is an echo of another table, a table that stretches as far as the eye can see, 
a table that is laden with God's good gifts, a table where no one goes hungry, a table where no one sits alone, a table where everyone is loved. And whoever loved us sits and feasts together. In our own lives, we sit at tables where there are empty chairs, people who we love and miss, people who no longer stop by for dinner or come in for the holidays. We grieve those empty chairs. But know that in Christ, our separation is only a temporary thing. As we light these candles, we remember the saints of our church. And you are invited in silence to name those saints in your life as well. Irene Apple, Bob Bain, Bobby Bonner, Amy Boyce, Mike Davis, Carney Dietz, Ryan Duckworth, Marie Dugan, Gwen Eford, Sue Gill, Art Gillum, Harold Grimmett, Vicki Holloway, Martha Huey, John Jennings, Bill Jones, Joanne Martin, Kent McKelvey Jr., Margie Michelle, Jim Monk, Leah Page, Dan Robinson, Faye Jean Royce, Stephen Russell, Brenda Scalisi, Bill Sneed, Nancy Toland, Lawson Turner III, Jack Tyler, Charlie Vines, Rachel Williams, Fan Woodward, and Paula Woolsey. And those we name before you now. Oh God, for those we have mentioned in your presence, we give thanks and come gladly to this table to eat once more with those we love, to join with all the saints, all our saints, in praising Jesus Christ, who defeated death and leads us all to God's heavenly banquet. All are welcome to this place. Here at this table, we remember another table. 
When Jesus knew that he was going to be dying, he sat around a table with his friends who were not always the best people. (laughs) Those friends that would betray him and abandon him and deny him. And yet he still sat with them and he took bread and he gave thanks to God and he gave it to them and he said, take and eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup and again he gave thanks to God and he gave it to those imperfect disciples and he said, drink from this all of you. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of a new and everlasting covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Gracious God, we pray that you will pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and cup, that the bread we break and the cup we share together may remind us that in ordinary things, your love is found. In ordinary lives, your grace is known, and in ordinary days, we can find your presence. Keep us breaking bread together in joy and in faith until you return to this world you love, this earth you made, and these people you cherish, until that day when we would be united and reunited with you and all your saints around your great and glorious banquet. Amen. I'd like to invite those who are serving to please come forward. Um, Today we're going to practice communion with three different stations. In the center will be gluten-free. And on the outer tables uh, or on the outer sides, we will have bread and cup. Um, And as you come down the middle, you can go to any three of those stations. Um, When you are given a piece of bread or a wafer, you will take it and dip it into the cup. Um, There are hand sanitizers at the ends of your rows. And if it would make you more comfortable to use prepackaged elements, those are available upon request as well. In the Methodist Church, we believe that this is not our table, it is God's table. And so all, no matter Our faith, no matter how perfect or imperfect we are, are welcome. Will you come?
If you are looking for a church home, we would love to welcome you to Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. If you're looking for some, some group of people that are imperfect that can walk this path with you, we would love to be part of your journey as we stand and sing our final hymn together.
Just a couple of announcements before we conclude the worship service today. First of all, if you picked up a food pantry bag for Thanksgiving, we need those in by next Sunday. So we hope you'll bring it uh, sometime this week or bring it with you next Sunday. And secondly, and this is a very permission-giving thing, because uh, as you're leaving this place, don't just try to get out and, and, and beat the Baptist uh, restaurant. Uh, take time to say hello to someone, someone that you might not know, someone that you don't remember their name, and I want you to start the conversation however you, long you've known each other with my name is, <laughs> so that way if someone's forgotten your name, then you, you have to say it again. And I'll just do that like my name is, and we work together. So, <laughs> so make sure you do that, and we hope to see you back next week. And now receive this benediction. Go forth with the power and light and love of our Lord Jesus Christ and that great cloud of witnesses to share that light and love with all you meet so that those who do not know it will find in you and in God a generous and precious friend. Go in peace, have a great week, and tell someone about Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. <laughs>